Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie, he was a co-host on the US version of Top Gear, and his current stand-up special is called, It's Scary in Here, it's available for you free on YouTube. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Showtime. Yes, it's showtime. So glad you guys are here because we got another great show for you again this week. My guest in the ADD interview is the host of the trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself. His name is J. Keith Van Stratton. And we want to welcome everyone from our family, that Talk To Me Tuesday family that meets every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. And our super fan shout out is for Xavier. Say hi to Xavier, everybody. Hello, Xavier. Professor. Good to hear from you, man. Professor, tell me about Professor Xavier. Who's that? What am I missing? It's one, it's one of the X-Men. Sorry. One of the X-Men. All right. <laughs> just, just so you guys know, Mark Stern is a grown man. <laughs> yes, and I'm an idiot. Right. Yes, but Xavier, thank you for listening, man. I wouldn't call him an idiot. Who? I like the callback. I didn't say he was a. I didn't say he was an idiot. I said he was a grown man. <laughs> he called himself an idiot. He displayed behavior that might be likened to an idiot, but I didn't label him <laughs> as such. To an idiot. <laughs> Speaking of idiots, show me your dick. I want to get <laughs> <sighs> that. Of course, is Phil Xavier. I'm sorry, Professor Xavier. Um, <laughs> he sends his best, and he was in. We had a sighting. Phil was here, Stern. I missed him. Yeah, Damn you it. missed him. Yeah, he came in. He stayed at the house, and this was a conversation we had uh, after I dropped him off at the airport. I was good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. You know, it wasn't good to see. My face in the toilet bowl. That was fun. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what does that mean? He was staying here, so he's got his own room upstairs and his, his own bathroom upstairs. So I, I know that bathroom well. I can't operate the shower, but it's a lovely bathroom. Yes, it, it, it's beautiful. You know, Don't it, break the shower, Mark. <laughs> I don't want to, no. No. <laughs> It's beautiful. Again, he Mark couldn't work the the shower, so I'm not saying an idiot. I'm saying exhibiting idiot behavior. <laughs> Easily intimidated by yeah. plumbing. Yes, yeah. lefty loosey, righty tidy. Oh, I need some help. <laughs> I I need some. I need a map. I need something. I got to take a course. Anyway, so Phil was staying up there, and I uh, I found a picture of him with his mouth wide open. He's screaming. He's probably screaming at me. So. I printed it out, and uh, I taped it underneath the toilet lid. So he picked it up. He could see himself screaming. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, I lift the toilet lid. It's my face. It, it, an image of my face on a piece of paper on the toilet seat. What's, what's wrong with you? Can I just take a crap? <laughs> Can I just take a crap? He's so fancy. I do, but I like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm, ah, I should have did this before. I mean, okay. Everybody's on a different schedule. I was like, yeah, yeah like, look, I'm usually, I'm, I'm very good in the morning after my coffee kicks in. We have a nice schedule. Right. You know? Right. Yes. But yeah, that would be a rude shock if I were to open up a toilet lid and to see, well, to see Phil's yeah. screaming face, that would put me off. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a perfect prank. That's yeah. just brilliant. And I was waiting for the thump. I was waiting for, I was waiting to hear, ah, I didn't hear it because I kept asking Alex. Is he in the bathroom? Is he in the bathroom? Do, do you think he's in the bathroom? No, Adam, I don't know, and I'm not keeping a tally. Yeah, because I didn't. She doesn't know why. Why are you asking me this? Like, never mind. We'll find out together. And we never did. <laughs> he kept it to himself. So anyway, he was here, and I had to get up real early. I took him to the airport because uh, he's going to Europe now. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah, first time in Europe. He's going all over. He's going to Amsterdam. He's going to Stockholm. He's go he's going to Berlin. And uh, when he brought up Stockholm, I I, I had to give him a warning. I'd be careful in Stockholm. It's the Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, we, what's that now? <laughs> You're getting him on that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. So he doesn't know what he's like. Would you knock it up? What is that? So then I explain it to him. If you're taken hostage, there's a syndrome where you will sympathize with your the hostage takers. I don't want that to happen to you. What? what? <laughs> I'm taking hostage. I'm staying in a hotel. Well, I don't know. You got an affinity for shirtless men. They might, you know, grab you <laughs> up. What does that mean? <laughs> you do. He does. 
exactly? What does that mean? We're yeah, well, we're we're driving around, right? We're here in Santa Monica. We're driving around, and he sees all these guys running with no shirts on. He's like, "There's another one! There's another one!" And he's flipping out. We're driving around. You see a guy running with no shirt. You're like, "There's another one!" I don't. It's unsanitary. Put a shirt on. Everywhere you look in Santa Monica, there's men running with no shirts on. All kind of sweat. Off their bodies, put a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason you're fascinated. <laughs> oh, stop it! Just stop it. <laughs> it's unsanitary. Phil, you're not eating I with them. Like, I do not like shirtless men. I do not like. It. Right, what about pantsless men? Does that that do something for I don't you? Like, you? Put clothes on when you're running. I need to see this. Just a cranky man. <laughs> he is. He's a cranky old man. I don't know. I think I have to side with Phil on this one. I see guys running without <laughs> shirts all the time in D.C. And I'm like, honestly, I can't picture happen. Mitch McConnell running without a shirt on. <laughs> it's like a shellless turtle. I don't want to picture him without a shirt. on. OK. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, you know, and if they're running by you on the sidewalk, you can't get out of the way fast enough for like the mm. shits and spray coming off of them. You know, it's just gross. Yeah, it's it's kind of gross. I, I was on a hike with a bunch of people, mm -hmm. and a couple of people will have their shirt off, and then when they pass you, they put they spray their sweat on you. It's not it's a not cool. polite. At the beach, at the beach, it's part of the, it's part of the whole deal. People are gonna take their shirts off. This is the area we do that. Yeah, like pool. Yeah, yeah. So he he doesn't like the shirtless man. So I I just I'm very nervous about him traveling. So I had to give him a final warning. For, for whatever reason, if you see a bunch of shirtless men, don't get in a cab with him. I don't even know how to answer this shit. I, I, I have no idea what the even, how to respond to you. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he just had it. He just had it with me at the end of that. And he just snapped. He's like, there was no such thing as Stockholm Syndrome. I don't give a shit. He, he started yelling. Listen. Stockholm Syndrome, this bullshit. I'm going to get off the ship. I'm going to go see it. It's been a lifelong dream. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do it. All right. I'm very happy for you. And, and always remember, Phil, when you get old, Vienna waits for you. Thank you, Billy Joel. What the hell? Why the hell are you quoting a Billy Joel song? Well, I was talking there? to Jay Keith Van Stratton, uh, and we got into the lyrics of Billy Joel. So oh. that was on my mind. Phil was going to Europe. I was like, well, Vienna's in Europe. Phil's in Europe. Let me see if I can connect these two thoughts and have a couple of laughs on the way. And in the interview, we will find out why Billy Joel wrote that lyric. I really had a good time talking to him, and I had a good time being on the show. That's where I met. Did I tell you I had Glenn Johns on the program? No, you haven't brought that yes. up, at least in the last five minutes. Yes. Well, that's where I met him, and, uh, and it, it was, this is a really fun interview. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Stockholm Syndrome is generally defined as the occurrence where hostages form emotional attachments to their captors and or begin to feel sympathy for them. Criminologist and psychiatrist Nils Bejerot first coined the term Stockholm Syndrome in 1973. Since then, Stockholm Syndrome has been spotted in various situations. You got an affinity for shirtless men. They might, you know, grab you <laughs> up. What does that mean? <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. I am on the road doing stand-up, and I hope you guys come to see me. The bat signal went up, and I am in Naples, Florida, tonight through Saturday, off the Hook Comedy Club. And August 25th, I will be at the theater in Reno, Nevada. August 26th, I will be at the Crystal Bay Casino in Crystal Bay, Nevada. August 27th, I will be at the Grass Valley Center for the Arts in Grass Valley, California. And September 16th, I will be at the Opera House in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. September 17th, I will be at the Newtown Theater in Newtown, Pennsylvania. September 23rd and 24th, I'm going back to New York City, baby. I will be at Gotham Comedy Club, and I hope you guys can make it. Adam, there's a special show. I know there is. Yes, there is. October 6th, the Gilmore Car Museum in Richland, Michigan. All right, please remember to come up after the show so I can shake your hand. Thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right, go on. Get out of here. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is an actor, writer, and puzzle creator who served as the host and head writer of NPR's quiz show, Ask Me Another. He's currently the host of the wildly popular show, Go Fact Yourself, which I really enjoyed being a guest on. 
and feel like I embarrassed him in front of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame legends. Maya Rudolph once gave him a haircut, and when he was a child, <laughs> he got lost at Disneyland, and his family didn't look for him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, J. Keith Van Stratton. How are you, my friend? Very well. Hey, pal, how are you? Good to see you. But I want to clarify one thing. I was not head writer on uh, on Ask Me Another. I was a senior writer, but I was not the head writer. No, oh, you're a senior those, writer. Okay. Yes. I don't well, want those NPR, you know, lawyers coming after me. We have an issue with J. Keith Van Stratton. <laughs> yes, are... I want to keep my tote bag. Yes. <laughs> But very nice research on the rest of that. You found that you found about Maya Rudolph's haircut and the getting lost at Disneyland. You you went deep. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're you're gracious enough with your time. I want to make it worth your while. So let's start there. How did Maya Rudolph give you a haircut? Uh, we went to high school together in, uh -huh. uh, in Santa Monica, and uh, I have no idea how it came up other than I think I was at her house, which again is also weird. I don't know why we were hanging out, mm -hmm. and I th or maybe she just suggested it because we we were I knew her from doing theater stuff. We were both in the theater department at mm -hmm. uh, at our high school, and um, I think I may have mentioned that I was going to get a haircut and didn't know where to go because this is going to be shocking to believe I was not one of the cool kids, um, <laughs> and uh, I think she said, "Oh, I'll do it." And she was cool, and I liked, you know, saving money. Right. And I didn't know any better, and so I went to, I went, we went over to her home, and uh, and she did it, and uh, it was not great. It was not it great. Was, it was no, no. All right, let me ask you: was it was it a Floby situation? It was not. No, this was just pre-Floby. Can you mm -hmm. imagine there was ever such a time? Um, but no, I, 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 I don't recall it being a bowl cut per se, but I do mm -hmm. vaguely recall a bowl being involved. Okay. So, so did you uh, come out looking like Pete Rose? <laughs> yeah, a little bit with the Pete Rose bangs. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I like that. I like that look. I used to do a Pete Rose impression uh, for my grandmother where I would put all of my hair down and mm -hmm. then take the uh, the powder puff uh, puffer that she had and then puff my hair. So I would have that. Uh, that was the era of Pete Rose, the sort of the going gray one. So um, I'm very familiar, familiar with that look, but this was not quite that. All right. Stand there, but, uh, Grandma. I'm going to dive headfirst into second yeah, base. <laughs> exactly. But fortunately, you know, Maya's haircutting career uh, didn't pan out, but I, I believe she's done okay otherwise since then. So. Well, I don't think that was a calling. No? Okay. Yeah, it might have been. Well, so, yeah. So you did theater stuff with Maya in high school because uh, you yeah. were in all the improv groups. I mean, even just looking up your stuff, the Groundling, Second City, UCB, Gotham City Improv, Empty Stage, Acme Comedy Theater. So you're more of a an improv guy than a, a stand-up guy. You're not really a stand-up guy. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, improv is kind of the basis of everything that I've done. Uh, improv led to doing sketch. Sketch led to doing uh, animation writing. Mm -hmm. And then improv kind of also, you know, helped me a lot sort of with hosting stuff, which is uh, kind of how I made my money for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like I can do stand up if I have to. Um, and that's kind of how I, uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I approached it for, for, uh, for a while. You know, I definitely pursued it full on uh, in my, in my twenties and whatnot. And then at one point I just realized like, I just don't have the patience for it. Like I, I totally admire and have a lot of stand up friends and, and, and love you guys, but you know what it's like. It's like, you gotta oh, yeah. have the patience to keep, you know, keep working on the same material and dealing with crowds that don't care and dealing with other comics and, and uh, you know, and playing for three people at three in the morning doing three minutes. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, I just, I just didn't have it for that, but I still love, I love the art form. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. So my policy then became, okay, I'm only going to do stand up if I'm asked. And then uh, very soon after that, I was no longer asked. So, <laughs> okay. so I stick with hosting and then kind of uh, segue into writing. Yeah. Well, that's where I met you. I met you uh, at the Acme Theater. You yeah. had a talk show. And uh, I, I, right. I forget how I came down there, but I remember because I met you and Adam Carolla the same night. I had just moved here. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't know how I got invited to the show, but it was so much fun. And I admired the fact that you ran everything. You put this yeah. whole thing together. And it was a, it, the theater was packed. The show was great. The sets were great. I was like, this is like really professional stuff. Yeah, that was our, that was kind of the first time I tried to get into hosting. I just decided, well, let me let me just try to do my own talk show. So mm -hmm. I did sort of a Tonight Show style format where we had celebrities and comedians and musicians and did desk pieces and did a monologue every week. And uh, I, I was familiar with your work and so happy that uh, that you joined us as a comic. And what was great about you as a, as a talk show guest is, you know, you come on, you do your stand up and you kill. But then, you know, you know how to have fun on panel. And like we kind of I, I don't know if you remember, we kind of got into a bit of like sort of playing the dozens mm -hmm. kind of trying to top each other you know, yeah. on, on, a, on a certain joke and and. 
and you know sort of ribbing at each other and it just kept going and going and going i remember when we made like a demo tape of what the show is like that's a clip that we used to sort of show like this is a prototypical sort of segment that we would have where it was just like something spontaneous kind of happened and we both were able to kind of go with it so i remember that very fondly yeah so did i and then i was i was very grateful because then you were in new york you're at the barrel theater and it went from talk show to game show and you hosted a live what's my line that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a call to come down there. I said, honey, this is a friend of mine I met. I said, we got to go. She goes, great. We went down there. We did What's My Line? And that's when I realized I don't like being blindfolded in public. <laughs> I had a panic attack on this set. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 For those who don't know, the What's My Line is a, was a, a panel quiz show from going back to the 50s where people had to guess the line mm-hmm. work of somebody. And at the end of the show, a celebrity would appear and the panel would be blindfolded and they had to guess who the celebrity was just by asking yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. And, and I got that, I don't know if I heard about panic attacks per se, but I got that feedback from a lot of panelists that it's really disorienting Yeah, uh, to be to be blindfolded and then try to focus on the game and all that. So um, No, I'm, I had I'm a full-blown panic attack. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, well. Actually, I didn't, I didn't finish the sentence. Yeah. I had a full-blown panic attack, you fuck. That's the oh, end of okay, that sentence. Good, good to know. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad 20 years later you can feel comfortable telling me about it. Yes. It was funny because uh, I, I left. My, my wife went, are you OK? I'm like, mm. yeah. I, I thought I was over with these things. But, yeah, it's weird because you're it, I guess maybe because it's work. Mm-hmm. Keith, you know, we're sitting. It's um, I can't see anything, but I can hear anything. I still yeah. have to participate. And right. I'm, I've lost one of my senses. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard that it can be disorienting, but I'm, I'm you you you. You uh, went through it like a pro, and you finished it, and I, I appreciate that. So well, much, but, it was but a I lot hope, of fun. I hope you got the treatment that you needed. <laughs> thank you. Yes, and, yeah, I did. I got the treatment I needed. When I won, you guys gave me a Xanax and sent me on my way, so oh, thank you so nice. much. That was nice. Do you remember who the, who the mystery guest was the, I, the night you did it? I don't recall. I just remember yeah. thinking, I got to get out of here. I, I'm leaving the gift bag. I got to go. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry, Adam. Well, no. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you trusted me enough to come back when you didn't have to be blindfolded on, on Go Fact Yourself. I did, yeah. That, that was, was and, that's, and that was enough. I really, really enjoyed uh, that, that was show. Very special. It was a great show, uh, and I really—I'm going to butcher the the description for our audience. I'm going to let you All do right. it. Tell me about Go Fact Yourself. Sure. So Go Fact Yourself is a podcast available wherever people get podcasts. And um, the format of the show is we have two celebrity guests. They each tell us a few different topics that they have extensive knowledge about. Mm-hmm. Um, we pick one of them. We give them a quiz about it, a trivia quiz. And then at the end, we bring on a surprise expert uh, or sometimes multiple experts uh, to discuss uh, to discuss the topic and to uh, basically, it's just an excuse for people to geek out and celebrate and find out why people love what they love and, um, uh, you know, sort of ce- celebrate knowledge and have fun. And uh, you were kind enough to come on. And uh, the topic you chose was the Who album. It was Who's Next. Who's it? Next. Yeah. Well, I yeah. gave you three. I remember I gave yeah. you uh, the Who. Who's Next, that album. Uh, yeah. Then I gave you uh, the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Right. And then I gave you muscle cars from 64 to 73 because that's when the gas embargo came in there. And okay. and when I left, I told my wife because I was nervous. I, I said, I don't yeah. know what they're going to pick and I want to do some research or something, but yeah. I don't know what to do. So I was as I was talking to my wife, I go, it's probably going to be the who. And she's like, why? Yeah. I said, there's not enough information on the Trans Am, even though I know everything about that car. Yeah. And muscle cars between there and then, I'm like, they don't strike me as a lot of automotive geeks. So I'm, uh, I'm guessing well, definitely it's not. But it, I mean, that's the funny thing in the show is that I have to become knowledgeable about a lot of things that I know nothing about myself. Mm-hmm. So we, we would have done muscle cars. I don't recall. I, I think we, we keyed into doing the Trans Am or um, or the or that Who album pretty early on. We did like track down like where the Trans Am was. And we thought maybe about trying to get the guy who owned it or yeah. someone associated with the movie. But once we had a couple good leads. On the Who, uh, we definitely went with that. Yeah, uh, there were four of them. They were actually four, four Trans Am, and it was actually it was a '76 Trans Am with a '77 nose on it because the new ones weren't out yet. I I vaguely recall coming across that, and yeah, you know, there there definitely are topics that we've done. We did a thing on uh, Ford Mustangs once Mm -hmm. with um, I think Greg Fitzsimmons was our was our guest, and he chose Mustangs. Right. Um, And we've done a couple other automotive. Ones we know we did we did a muscle car one anyway we, we've done we've done over a hundred shows so I can't remember every but every the questions the questions you guys went so deep I mean it was really that was very very impressive and the oh, thing thank I, you I think I liked about uh, not only not only the question the depth of the questions mm-hmm. uh, but the format itself because when you asked me to do it you asked me if I had anybody I would like to play with that I have a good rapport yeah. with so it's it's kind of an entertainment show as well. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the quiz stuff is fun for people who love trivia, but no, it's, it's all just an excuse to, it, to put together a talk show and to, to let people to give it, you know, it gives me just an excuse to talk with people who we wouldn't otherwise be able to talk with. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've had, we've been able to get a, an incredible breadth of celebrities and, you know, the people who I would, would love to speak with, but would have no reason to other than, Hey, come on my podcast and, you know, make, make a surprise for one of our guests. But yeah, it is, it is a lot more fun when the guests know each other. So mm-hmm. if we have that opportunity, sometimes we'll, we'll ask a guest that we have booked, Hey, is there someone that you would like to play with because that rapport is always extra fun and uh you you brought us uh alicia coppola uh yeah and, uh, that was a great that was great fun for the and she cried yeah well that's another thing that we don't we don't try to make happen but we want we want uh we're, we're open to people having emotional reactions because mm-hmm. when you meet when you meet someone who either helped make or you know also loves the thing that you love so much it, it can be very moving and that's yeah. something that we never we never expected that when we started the show but it, it's something that we love uh, when that happens. And it also, you know, I think your episode is a great example of the, the variation of topics because for hers, I think it was something like luxury handbags <laughs> and uh, some some other fashion type thing. And then uh, the movie The Turning Point. Yeah. You know, the, this, this like ballet movie from the 70s that had like 13 Academy Award nominations. And we found we, we were able to get one of the actors from that movie and to, to see Alicia's reaction and then also to see how much that our experts appreciate people knowing their work so much you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it it can become in a fun way we hope but in a fun way kind of a love fest and you know and people really um you know expressing joy about anything that they anything that they love yeah and that, that's what and we it's, love about the show it's a fun game to play you get to steal yeah. if you can guess everything and i told you right exactly. away i'm like keith there's no way i'm stealing any kind of points from her there's i don't know anything about ballet that i know what a yeah. joffrey is on sixth avenue that's it that's yeah. all i got yeah, but you never know because sometimes you pick up a context clue or or you just get lucky. But that also leads to some of the comedy that we have uh, on the show. Yeah, I mean, as, as much as we're talking about like the philosophy of the show, it really is just fun. Like it's just yeah. a fun show to listen to, and and we hope that people have a good time uh, playing in it as well. Yeah, and have you flipped out on any of the guests that you got? Uh, probably. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, like I'm a huge musical theater guy and Broadway guy, mm-hmm. so especially during. So the show originally started. We were doing live tapings in Los Angeles, and then in the pandemic, we switched over to Zoom. And so, you know, one of the the plus sides of doing it on Zoom is we can get people from all over the world. So we got yeah. a lot of great Broadway actors and and uh, directors and writers. Uh, we did a show. We did a segment on Star Wars and got Anthony Daniels from London, who played C three PO, to come and be on the show. So that that was a lot of fun. And I'm a huge baseball fan, also. So anytime we get a baseball player, we've had folks from like Daryl Evans and um, uh, Bill Virgin and Eddie Robinson, a bunch of like baseball players. So just get, getting to hear those kinds of stories, like I never get, you know, I, I never met a baseball player in person, so it was really cool to like have them on my show. You know, there's there's definitely a lot of little kid. Yeah. excitement to that well i did the i did uh who's next and and my the experts you got from me were yep. glenn johns who produced yep. it and he yep. also produced uh zeppelin one he produced the two eagles albums he produced the beatles uh yep. get back i mean i just just uh, i have his book i mean i flipped yep. out and yes. do, and do Ethan, you remember what you, do you remember what you said when he was introduced i said holy shit it's you yep. <laughs> yep, i said only and i saw his face and you got to realize this guy is this is a 70 year old dude i scared the yeah. hell out of him yeah. And then we also had uh, Ethan Russell. We, we had two experts. For yes. Him. Ethan Russell, who shot the cover. He also shot. Yeah. He's if you see the Beatles documentary, Get yeah. Back, he was the guy taking all those pictures, too. And yeah. I flipped out with him, too. And they both ended up doing my podcast. Which, oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, yeah, it was that, great. Yeah. One, it's funny. We did a follow up episode that, that we had for our for our um, supporters uh, where we, we followed up with people who had been previous guests to find out what happened after the show. And mm-hmm. it's so cool when we find out when ex when, when guests and their experts end up continuing a relationship afterwards, you know, they're coming to each other's podcasts or they become friends or, yeah. you know, a good resource for them. So no, that, that, that's so wonderful to hear. We, that, that's our, that's our ideal. Yeah, it was actually, I did, I did a thing for Rolling Stone, uh, the top 500 albums and I did, um, Clapton, uh, slow hand and Glenn produced that. So I emailed him and he was talking to me about that. It was just, I can't believe that I have his email and he answers me back. That's so cool. Yeah. I wish I had, I, my only regret about that show was that I wish we had somehow been able to record it after I had seen the Beatles documentary because mm-hmm. I, th- I think we recorded it right before that that yeah. dropped on Disney. And so, you know, uh, because this is your world, you knew exactly who they were and all exactly the kinds of questions to ask. But mm-hmm. I wasn't as familiar with them. And after watching that documentary, you know, especially Glenn and like what a huge role he has in that and just realizing like, holy crap, you made these decisions about these songs that yeah. everybody knows. You know, I would have I would have loved to have, have asked more specific questions and all that. But 
you know, we hope for the show that even if it's something that are, even if it's a topic that our listeners know nothing about, or even if it's something that they think they know everything about, they can still learn something and, and uh, enjoy the deep dive that our guests get to do. Yeah. And Ethan Russell, he's the one that picked the pictures for the cover. Yeah. The only thing that changed was Ringo goes, I don't look as good as me mates. So he took another picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then in the documentary, it does such a great job of, you know, the documentary crew is, is filming Ethan mm -hmm. and you'll see him take a picture and then they'll cut to the picture he actually took in that moment. Yeah. So you get the full context of it. I mean, it's I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but like uh, just as a, as a piece of art mm -hmm. to, to, to see what that was and what the creative process was like there. It, it was really wonderful and so grateful that we got to to uh, talk with those people. Yeah, it was really sweet. And you uh, I, I like the game so much. I'd like to try something with you. I asked you oh, to right. give me three topics. OK. And you did. You gave me. Did. You gave me Billy Joel's lyrics. You gave me the mm -hmm. 2002 Anaheim Angels and the musical Next to Normal. Yes. We're gonna go with the album The Who. Who's next? I'm gonna ask oh, you questions about okay. that. <laughs> Hope to see what I remember from uh, last fall. <laughs> no, I picked that. Uh, I went with Billy Joel lyrics. Okay, great. So I should point out I have not intentionally listened to a Billy Joel song in several years, and yet I'm. I, I, I'm, I bet I still know a lot of them because this was all I listened to in high school and mm -hmm. most of college. Well, I'm from Long Island and Billy's from Hicksville yeah. and I'm from Huntington. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it, it, it's it's mandatory. When okay. you're, and Bring just to make it special, when I ask you yeah. these questions, I'm going to yeah. ask you with a guest that oh. we got that uh, I hope uh, I hope has the same impact on you that it has on me. Oh, my God. Uh, let me just figure out how to do this so you okay. can see. Hold on. Oh, my God. I'm it nervous. is... Billy Joel. What? Oh, my God. How did you do that? <laughs> wow. Okay. It's just a picture of Billy Joel because I have no budget on this show. Okay. That's all right. But it's mesmerizing. I'm, I'm lost in his eyes. <laughs> okay. That was stupid, but it made me feel good because I saw your face light up. And I was like, oh, thank you. I kind of feel stupid. But anyway. All right. So uh, here, here we go. Mm -hmm. Question one. Yes. The title song from Billy Joel's second album contains a line about his first ex-wife. Can you name that song? Okay. The title song of his second album contains... Okay. Well, his second album is Piano Man because the first album was Cold Spring Harbor. Correct. So the title song, Piano Man... So is it so maybe one of the characters? Uh, but it's about his wife. Well, you got the first thing right. You named the song. Okay. It is Piano right. Man. Right now, do you know what line in there pertains to his first ex-wife? Uh, I don't offhand. Uh, no. Do I get a hint? Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, she worked in the bar. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, was was she one of the? characters in it because i think it's all male characters oh oh is the is it the waitress practicing politics that's it that's okay. it and the waitress is practicing politics that was about elizabeth weber who was billy joel's first wife and uh, -huh. uh it did come from uh, the song piano man which was billy joel's second album yes. and his first one was cold spring harbor and his yes. first one didn't do well because it was recorded at the wrong, at the wrong speed, speed. Yep. yes well done well done uh, and this information came from a 1994 speech that billy did at harvard that's where it came from for, the, for those of you following along at home mm -hmm. okay question number two what okay. song was named after billy joel's mother oh uh i believe that is rosalinda's eyes you are correct sir for extra points can you tell me the album it was from uh, uh it's i it's either 52nd street or street life serenade um I would have to guess 52nd Street. You are correct. And for the, for the triple, if you want to hit yes. the trifecta, yes. what year was Rosalinda oh Nyman born? Well, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're not going to I it. know Billy Joel was 49. I was born in 49, a Cold War kid in McCarthy time. He mm -hmm. mentions that in uh, the song Leningrad. And, of course, uh, we didn't start the fire starts in 1949, which is the year he was born. I have a feeling she was young when she had him, so I'm going to say 1927. Close. 1922, she was born in Brooklyn. Ah, okay. Yes. And that gives uh, you... An old bag. No, <laughs> you did great. You did great. Oh, and I, I and his thing about Rosalind's eyes, for those of you who know the song, yeah. I don't know why you'd find your Cuban skies in a Jewish woman's eyes, but still... <laughs> All right. And I didn't say they were good lyrics. I just said that I knew them. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got another lyric question for you. The lyrics great. of this song communicate mm -hmm. to the listener that you should not be in a hurry to grow up. But when you grow old, there is a place for you to still yes. be useful. 
Yes, I believe that would be uh, the song featured on its very own episode of Taxi, mm-hmm. uh, which was they did not use the song version recorded by Billy Joel. That would be uh, Vienna. You are correct. Yes. Slow down, you crazy child. And then, of course, uh, when we realize Vienna waits for you. Yep. You are so ambitious for a juvenile. And he wrote that song uh, when he went to visit someone in Vienna. Would you know who he was visiting at the time? Oh, Christ. At one point, I definitely knew that. Um, I think it's was it one of his relatives. uh, Correct. No, no. His his. I'll give you a hint. You want a hint? Father. Yes. He was married to Rose Nyman. It was the father. It was the father. Right. Yep. Helmet Joel. Yes, Helmut. Helmut, yeah. Again, don't know where the Cuban skies come from with those two people. <laughs> All right. The inspiration for this song okay. off the Turnstiles album was mm-hmm. provided to Billy by President Gerald Ford. Wow, great question. Uh, okay, I'm trying to think what's on Turnstiles. Summer Highland Falls is on there. I, may I have a hint, please? I'm not remembering the Turnstile songs. Uh, yes, it was also released on Songs in the Attic. Right, okay. Well, that would be... And it's Gerald Ford. The year was 1975, if that helps at all. Right, and so something with Watergate or pardoning. Um, I'll, I'll give you another hint. hint. Uh, okay. There was reference to a possible power failure. Oh, okay. Um, so Miami, twenty seventeen. That's it. In the lights go out on Broadway. What was the What was the Oh, oh, oh. Was that when? Because uh, Ford's there was that fam- was that the famous uh, New York Post headline where he said like Yeah, New York. He said like New York can go to hell or something like yeah. that. New York get yeah, President yeah, yeah. Ford to to New York City. Drop dead. They drop were dead. That's they right. were about to default. Right. They asked for they federal help, them. and President right. Ford said, "Drop dead." And then I think he fell down a flight of stairs. Great question! Wow, yeah, that's a that's a that's a deep pull. Okay. These are, these are, by the way, these are all like motivations for lyrics, that's not not necessarily like the actual lyrics. Yeah, I got, I got actual lyrics questions too, but these are more fun. Oh, so. great! Oh, that's fun. I'm yeah. not not complaining. I'm just just uh, making excuses. Got it. The next question is: Billy mm-hmm. tells a famous story about losing his life savings when he was 16. I think it amounted to like 60 bucks. Yeah. Uh, a friend convinced him to bet it all on a horse, and I'm guessing it was Roosevelt Raceway because that's Long Island okay. where I'm from. Uh, the horse lost. Billy never gambled again. So when writing the title song for this movie, Ooh. Billy had put himself into the perspective oh, yeah. of someone else. I'm guessing it's Easy Money. That That is the movie the, uh, and the song. Rodney Dangerfield film. The song, the song is also uh, Easy Money. Mm-hmm. I think it's isn't it called also Easy Money? From it's Easy the, Money from is, the, is, is the movie and the song, and he put yeah. himself in the perspective of the star of the movie, which would be oh Rodney Dangerfield. There you go. Uh, it's off the Innocent Man album. Yep. Uh, Billy was smart to say, "Yeah, I'll write a movie, but I'm putting it on my album." Yep. Yeah, and uh, and it was actually soul music because he thought of soul music when he mm-hmm. uh, when he thought of Rodney. Yeah, the big well, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that had that was uh, one of the songs that had a big horn section, so I'm sure that's what yeah that, that and Big Man on Mulberry Street. Yeah, that was a later. That was on uh, the bridge. The bridge album, yeah. Which yeah. the live version of that is really, really cool. Every time I go by Mulberry Street in New York, I end up singing that song. Yeah, yeah. Though, again, I, I do not t- intentionally. I've not intentionally listened to that song or any other Billy Joel in several years. Uh, I, I haven't either, but they they stay with you. Yeah. Okay, now, the song Uptown Girls attributed to Billy's then-wife, Christy Brinkley. The song was originally called Uptown Girls, about oh. two models, Christy Brinkley and another famous model that Billy dated first. Oh. Can you name her? For some reason, Linda Evangelista is in my head. and so Knock her out, it ain't it. No. Okay, not it. Um... Oh, didn't he date Elle McPherson briefly? That is correct, sir. McPherson. Okay. Yes, that All is right. correct. It was Uptown Girls. He was dating Elle McPherson first, then he met Christy That's Brinkley, right. and the rest, as they say, is history. They met at a, yep. a piano bar in St. Barth's. He yep. was. He walked in, he started playing the piano, and the girls just show up. Yep. I start I playing the piano, and people say, sir, please don't touch that. <laughs> uh, this song that Billy wrote about a heroin dealer was used in the 2018 movie Game Night, starring Jason Ooh. Bateman. I saw that movie, but I don't remember that. The only song I know about a heroin dealer would be, or about any sort of drug dealer would be Captain Jack. You are correct. I, would, I will go with that, yes. Yeah, Captain, Captain Jack. Captain Jack he, will get you high tonight. Yes, he was living on Oyster Bay, Long Island, which I know very well. Uh, he was mm-hmm. living across from a project, and there was a heroin dealer in the project, and kids were going in there. 
did they actually play the song Billy Joel's rendition of the song in the movie, or did they just did it was it just referred to in the movie? Uh, it was actually played in the movie. My understanding really? is they they huh. used it in the movie Game Night wow. starring Jason Bateman. All right, cool. But I've been wrong before, Keith. It sounded just you? like this. Oh yeah, be. yeah. <laughs> that is the one Billy Joel song I can kind of sort of play a little of on the piano. Oh really? It's uh, two chords. Yes, bonus. bonus. Yep. Look, let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, that song actually, um, he played in Philadelphia, and that's why everyone on WMMR, he played it live on a radio concert. And that's why everyone used to think that Billy was from Philadelphia. Right. I think I recall that. And I think that was, and and that was the, that song we talked about, you talked about Songs in the Attic a second ago. That was the song that made him uh, convinced to do a live album was because he he really thought that that played live so much differently than the studio version, which is definitely true. And then he stopped playing that live because he was just like, I don't enjoy playing it. You know, he might play it again. And he stopped playing Just the Way You Are live because he said, while I was playing it, I was thinking about what I'm going to get, what I'm going to eat. You know, while you're playing it, you're on stage, you're like, I like the club sandwich, but that doesn't travel well (laughs) if the bacon's not hot, you know? So yeah, he stopped playing that one too, which is weird because that was the big hit off the Stranger yeah. album that Phil Ramone produced. Uh, I don't think that was the, that it was the big hit off of, off of Songs in the Attic. No, that was the, the uh, no, I was, I was oh, talking, oh, oh, Just the Way You Are. Just the Way You Are was the big yeah, hit yeah, off the Stranger sure, album, sure, sure. which made yeah, that album. And yeah. uh, that was one of the albums I got from the Columbia Record and Tape Club. As did many, many, many yeah. people. That and, and a bunch of Who albums. So yeah, that was it. And it was, and they were on eight tracks. So in the middle of scenes from mm-hmm. an Italian restaurant, I went, <laughs> Uh, okay, this 1982 song where Billy tells us that we're all the same, even though we're alone. Mm. Billy admits to channeling John Lennon when he wrote and recorded this song. Mm-hmm. Can you that name would be, it? I can. That would be A Room of Our Own. Correct. Or, yep. Which huh? is sort of, sort of a reference to um, Virginia Woolf as well, A Room of One's Own. I, mm-hmm. I believe the song title is A Room of Our Own. Yep. He said uh, John Lennon was uh, this came out in 1982. Uh, John Lennon, of course, was shot in 1980. Billy was uh, still uh, recovering or processing his death. And uh, Phil Ramone said, you know, you're sounding a lot like Lennon. He goes, I wrote it like him and I'm going to sing it like him. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Now I have a a straight lyrical question. Okay. Uh, This couplet appears in one of my favorite songs, which is I'm just adding editorially. That means nothing to the question. Can you tell me what song? That these two lines come from. Yes. Now with the wisdom of years, I try to reason things out. The only people I fear are those who never have doubts. Wow. Wow, you stumped me. One hand. Uh, yeah. It is off his 12th album. Ugh, okay. That's pretty later. That's pretty late on in the, in the game. Oh, wait, wait. Give, sorry, give me lyrics again. Sure. Now, with the wisdom of years, I try to reason things out. Yeah. And the only people I fear are those who never have doubts. Uh, I think it's from, it's either from Stormfront or from um, uh, River of Dreams. I don't want to completely throw the brakes on your podcast. So I'm going to nope. have to say Okay. I, okay. I'm no, I'll give you another hint. Know. You want another hint? Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. There's a word in the title that is also a word in the title of a Grateful Dead song. Mm. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely from River of Dreams. Um, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you the title of the Grateful Dead song, Shades of Grey. Oh, well, then Shades of Grey. <laughs> Shades of Grey or all that. I, I because know. I screwed up. I, I'll give I know. That, 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 that album is probably the one I've least kind of spent the most time with. So, uh, no, good good pull. Yeah, I that, that I was his, I, his last, his 12th album. Uh, and, right. and coincidentally. And final. And finally, and the last <laughs> yeah. song on that album, these are the last words I'm going to write. Yeah, these are the last. That's right. Yeah. And he wrote, he did, I think he did write uh, instrumentals after that. Yeah, he's been, he he said he wasn't going to write any more pop songs. He was just going to be doing classical when he had some some albums come out. Yeah, he just, look, yeah. look, once he made back the money the brother-in-law stole, he's like, forget it. <laughs> I'll get a residency in the city. They'll send a helicopter. I'll work one day a month. I'll be fine. Well, that's why I thought this category would be, even though I haven't listened to it in a while, I thought it'd be easier because it's it's finite, you know. Yeah. He's been he hasn't made new records in twenty five years. So. He doesn't have to, man. He's selling out the garden with shit that we've but heard our whole lives. I know, but it's so weird to like go to a concert and just know you're not going to hear anything new. I mean, I guess and you're sort of loving it. Yeah. Okay. I think I always because I I I 
caught on to going to him in concert when he was still making new songs. And so there was always that anticipation of, mm-hmm. you know, oh, what's the new record is he going to play? Which, you know, for most artists is, you know, when you go to the bathroom. But yeah. for, for him, I usually liked it. I was at the uh, the HBO concert uh, that he did. Uh, the one was he... at the Yankee Stadium one? Or no, the... the one he did uh, on Long Island. Oh, okay. Oh, the live from Long Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah the live yeah. from Long Island. And, and do you know Do you know what a friend of mine does? You know Josh Adam Myers, a comic? I don't know, not by name. Josh, stand-up comic, he's the one that hosts the Rolling Stone podcast. Okay. You know what he does every month? He takes mushrooms and he goes to see Billy Joel. I would join him if invited. Yes, that's. I mean, that, that, that's what he does. He goes, and he's got a great bit in his act. He's like, you know, you can't have a bad trip because even if you start filling yeah. it out, you know that the next song's going to be Uptown Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels like a safe place. Yeah. Uh, tell me what you got going on. You got some exciting stuff going on with Go Fact Yourself live in Vegas, if I understand correctly. Uh, yeah, we're actually well, we're doing a show live in Pasadena in Los Angeles area on Sunday, August fourteenth. That's mm-hmm. a pay what you can show, and uh, it's we've got scheduled guests Drew Carey. Mm-hmm. And uh, a poet named Jessica Salgado. And then, of course, our surprise experts who will show up. And then, yeah, we're doing two back-to-back shows in Las Vegas on Sunday, August 21st, as part of uh, an event called the Game Show Boot Camp that has a bunch of uh, game show nerds coming together and celebrating. And on that show, those two shows, we've got a bunch of game show legends. We've got James Holtzauer, um, Brandon Blackwell, and Victoria Gross, who are all uh people on the chase the mm. popular uh, game show uh playing trivia against each other uh on our show and uh you can get tickets for all of that and find out anything about our show and listen to new episodes at gofactorpod.com it's a lot we'd of fun to, we'd love to get people to the live shows i know you were you were on one of our zoom shows but it, with the live audience it's, it's so so much fun I, I really hope people can check it out yeah it's a lot of fun i recommend highly recommend they're very entertaining it's a, it's a great night out uh, don't wear a blindfold because you'll flip out <laughs> not until after uh, but I cannot thank you enough, my friend. Be well, be happy. Let's laugh soon, okay? Thank you, Adam. Really appreciate it. Love your show as well. Thanks. I'm J. Keith Van Stratton, and that was 30 Minutes I'll Never Get Back. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed being on his show, too. That was a lot of fun to listen to. I, I got to take issue with one thing that he said, though. Mm. But it, it was going to see a concert and and not hearing new music. He's like, oh, when you see Billy Joel, you're just going to hear the same things. That's what I want. Like, literally every show I go to is I want to hear their old stuff. Because, yeah. you know, I yeah. see the Grateful Dead. I see Roger Waters. And with the Dead, particularly, because that's who I've seen the most. That's the whole game when you get there. It's like, okay, this whole pantheon of songs that they're going to choose from. And you're like, what are we going to get to hear? And it's all something from the past. And when they play something you haven't heard in a while, like a real oldie, like the whole place loses it. It's just, I, I don't know. That's my experience. So if they were like, hey, we wrote some new songs, be like, that's great. I'll buy the album later. But I <laughs> yeah, I want to hear my play. memories. I will tell you this. If yeah. I go see the dead, I want to hear them to do covers because I don't want to hear anything that they wrote. I just... <laughs> Hey, listen, man, they do a lot of... How long has it been since they played Dark Star? I didn't like it the first time. I don't care. <laughs> hey, now, they I- cover Chuck Berry. They cover Buddy Holly. Like, they're like Americana, man. Mm-hmm. It's And it's awesome. I'm going to get you there one day. No, I, I agree with you. It, I like to see someone who, who at least put out three albums, mm-hmm. and then you know those three albums, and you really like those three albums, because you'll know they'll, they'll end up, you know, at the concert. Mm-hmm. But when they start playing new stuff, you're like... Yeah, you don't I have, know I'm gonna like it. You don't have a, you don't have any memory attached to it yet. It's like when they, I was reading I was reading a Bob Spitz book um, about Zeppelin. They said when they played "Stairway to Heaven," what they, they were polite, they were waiting to hear a whole lot of love and stuff. They know, you know, <laughs> well, right? Well, you yeah. hear "Stairway to Heaven." Well, that, now because you have would, memories attached to it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when you hear something or you hear a player who just hits it. Mm-hmm. You, it's it stops you in your tracks. I'm so just, I, I disagree. Okay, when you I'm hear "Stairway to Heaven," how it starts out and and how it unloads. That I mean, that is that would stop you on the street. I'm going to give you Bob Spitz's email. You can bring this up with him. He wrote I it will. in the book. I'm merely reporting it. I will. I will. But the first time you hear something is you you know the reason you people go nuts when they hear their songs because there's a memory attached to it. Well, I think that is yes, of course, but um, the beat of the song mm-hmm. and. That has something to do with it, too. That will turn you on to the song, which creates a memory. Mm. Yes, sir. I remember seeing Stevie Winwood. I think we all three of us would agree that Stevie Winwood is brilliant. I, I just have to ask, what is a Stevie Winwood song? <laughs> Higher Love. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Traffic. Give me some loving. Right. And, you know, I mean, he's been in a million different bands, done a million cool songs. 
all these old tunes that you want to hear. And he got up there, he played like one, and then he's like, right, now I'm, I'm going to get away from it. I'm just going to play my new stuff. And yeah. you didn't know anything. And you're like, Stevie, I love you, man. Yeah, but Isn't come on. Cool? I met Stevie. I met him in Tahoe. I was I was working the uh, I was working the other hotel in Tahoe. His his saxophone player and the bass player came to my show, and I met oh. them after the show. He's like, "We're playing like, Winwood." Goes, "You want to meet him? Come by before your show tomorrow." I, oh, wow. I went back. Hey, there he was, and I, I asked. I actually asked the bass player, "Can you move up low, spark or high heel, boys in the set list? Because I want to hear, but I got to get across the street for my show." Is there any way, is there any way you can do, do that? It? No. Oh. <laughs> That'd be so cool if he did. No, he didn't even. He 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 laughed at it because he thought it was a joke, and I realized, oh, he thinks I'm joking. I was serious. He went along with it. He's like, God, are you funny? I said, No, I'm really disappointed now. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you want to hear Dear Mr. Fantasy, you want to hear all that cool mm-hmm. stuff, and he's so talented. And he listen to you, you'd be like, Okay, this is great, but it really is that that emotional attachment to you have a song because it takes you back to a moment in your in your life. Yeah, or it articulates a feeling. One of the things about Billy Joel's lyrics and and artists that I identify with, and I try and do it in my work, is if I can articulate a feeling somebody's been having, and that's why I picked that quote. You know, I, I fear people that that don't have doubts because that hit me at a time where that's where I was in my life, and that resonated with me. And Billy Joel has a knack of doing that. You're thinking about yes. something for a couple of months, and you'll hear it in his song. Yeah, honey. For me, it's the beat. You know, if I hear a lyric that hits me. Mm-hmm. I love that. In fact, when it can go together, but a lot of uh, what I call bubblegum music, mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun with. Sure, I have some memories with it, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the lyrics. It's it's just the repetitiveness of the beat that gets me, and I love it. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Stone, you know, you know what our wedding song is? Was it going to make you sweat by CNC Music Factory? That was it. Yeah, my <laughs> wife is Zelma. <laughs> I said, I, I love you, honey. My wife looked in my eyes and said, going to make you sweat till you bleed. Is that dope enough? Indeed. Yeah, that's when that's when the priest said, I now pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> that's a beautiful moment. Yes. I'm crying. I'm crying right now. No. No, my wedding song is, uh, our, our wedding song is uh, Love and Happiness by Al Green. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is wonderful. That's perfect. That's now, the Reverend Al, baby. That's when the beat and mm-hmm. the lyrics are perfect. That's it. Yeah. Perfect marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. To, Sam and Dave does that for me. Oh! I'm yeah. coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I, man, you guys went deep on the Billy Joel lyrics and like he was right there with you. That was, first of all, I know you know Billy Joel and love him, but that was some great research. And man, that was just a cool like like road to go down with the two of you. Well, that's the when I, I said, let's let's do something fun. I'll turn the tables on you and ask you questions because I gave him what I gave him. I gave him uh, Smokey the Band of Trans Am. I gave him who the album who's next and i gave him muscle cars from what i say 64 to 72 before the gas embargo yeah it's a good concept yeah i like it yeah it's good so yeah. when he said billy joel lyrics i went okay we'll do that so i picked out the, the lyrics and uh stern if stern was going to play this game i think his three topics would be ancient rome ancient greece and cats i think that would be it <laughs> thank you i think you nailed it adam <laughs> Ask me anything you want about cats. Yeah. I'd love to talk about them all day long. Yeah. Not all cats, just mine. Just Butch <laughs> and Sundance. <laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> Ask me which one likes to sit on the window and wait for me to come home. <laughs> that would be Butch. Yeah, that, see? That would be Butch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm fairly predictable. But see, all right, I would have to drill it down from there because ancient Rome, mm-hmm. that's like... That's a big topic. Ancient Greece, these are big topics. I, I I would feel so I wouldn't be overloading the questioner or opening myself up to like questions from like a 2000 year period. I would say like Julius Caesar, you know, like like give me or Pompeii. I'd like give I'd give me an event or like and a guy mm-hmm. and I'll go deep on that guy. Um, and I think I think I could hang. I think I could do OK. But who but if that's my thing. Like who at the end of, at the end of it? Who's going to be my special guest? And we have Brutus <laughs> and Cassius. They yeah. all killed Caesar. How about that? <laughs> and if that's Stern's topic, his his special guest at the end will be Mark Anthony. Whoa. Mark Anthony. He's been dead for like two thousand years. No, no, J Lo's ex husband, the singer. That's who, we can get him. <laughs> yes, get him. We can get him. Love his music. I know. My wife <laughs> okay. likes him. I th- I think he always looks sweaty. Like I don't want to see him with his shirt off. <laughs> He's in shape. Mm. I'd like to see him with his shirt off in front of Phil. That I'll watch from the car. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So that's Stern. That's you. Honey, if your topic, 
I know one of them's mm-hmm. got to be animals. Yeah. And and, and yes. your special guests are all in the backyard, so they can all come out. <laughs> I, so I would like that. to put a little hummingbird in my hand. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and if I had to guess, uh, another possible topic would be jazz music, because I know you know tons mm-hmm. about jazz music. Would I love jazz music. With... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yes. But my biggest topic would probably be Adam. Me. Yes. You've been under my microscope for a while now. Okay, but I don't think you'd be able to get me as a guest. I'm too busy. I have no time for this bullshit. I really... Great. Now now I'm a topic. Ask me any question. Go ahead. Am I going to make any money on the Jets this year? No. 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 But you know what? I didn't even need to ask that question. I kind of knew the answer to that. No, I don't... Okay, Adam. Okay, Adam. This is the reason why I would choose you as my trivia, mm-hmm. because I know when you're upset. That's not true. Everyone knows when I'm upset. I scream and yell like an idiot. Everybody knows when I'm upset. <laughs> but I know when that upset is either really upset or you're just hungry. All right. How was that? Is it lunchtime? Yeah. <laughs> He's upset around noon. What could it be? All right, what did, I'll ask you, what's the difference when I'm really upset and when I'm just hungry? Uh, steam comes out of your head when you're really upset. Mm-hmm. And when you're hungry, I just like shove something and you eat it and you're like, okay, I'm fine. Okay. All right. I also know when you're very happy. How do you know when I'm happy? And, and please tell me so I know when it comes around. It's signs, yeah. Your eyes light up. Really? Yeah. I and you smile. You have a genuine smile with your eyes. I smile with my eyes too. Yes. But see, now I feel this is a little bit of a cheat because I think Alex, forgive me if I'm saying this, but I think every time Adam looks at you, He's happy. And so his eyes light up. That's true. So, yeah. Unless I'm carrying an Amazon package. Yeah, then I can't stand her. I can't stand her. I was like, there's nothing in there we need. Unless it's a hot lung machine and there's something you're not telling me. There's nothing in there that we need from these bandits. Okay, I have one more. Okay, got it. I can tell when you're bored uh-huh. and you want to leave somewhere or that's not again that's not a bit i go honey enough let's go it's not i'm not a subtle man it's not like you know wow look at the time i go all right i gotta go i i I will announce it no there's been some times we've been at parties sometimes where i just go honey car's running adam you're an idiot (laughs) welcome aboard adam I don't know if I'm an idiot. I think I just exhibited idiot behavior. Is that the the prevailing thought? No, you're an idiot. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Adam, there's been times when we've been on set Mm -hmm. and you don't want to say anything or you can't say anything Mm -hmm. and just one look. I know. You know the look? You're ready to go. Yeah. And what do I do? I try and help you out. You do. Mm-hmm. I asked the one to say, listen, when when I when I pick, if I give you the signal, I need you to fake a seizure so we can get out of here. <laughs> right. Just so we can get out of here. Yeah. Just just go to the ground, foam up. I go, ah, oh, it's happening again. I'll throw you over my shoulder. Nah, nah, I know what to do. I got the paddles in the car. It's been lovely. I want to thank my guest, Jay Keith Van Stratton, uh, his podcast. Go Fact Yourself is a lot of fun and available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, he's got live dates you can check out as well. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for supporting the show. It's growing and it's all because of you. Tell 17 people you love about the show and that'll help us out. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? They can go to the Adam Farrar at Gmail. And if you guys have any questions you want to know about Adam, just go ahead and email. We're doing that? Yes. <laughs> hold it. <laughs> Why are you gonna say that? I don't need this. Thank you, Phil. I don't. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> all right. If you leave us a review, that helps us with our friend, Mr. Algorithm. Uh, remember, we're all in this together, brothers and sisters. Please share the road. And life is hard, so you take it easy on yourself. The pot has ended. Go in peace. Alex, forgive me if I'm saying this, but I think every time Adam looks at you, he's happy, and so his eyes light up. That's true. So- Unless I'm carrying an Amazon package. Yeah, then I can't stand her. I can't stand her. Oh, Adam, loosen up. LOL.